What ho, I'm Bradley Callahan. <laughs> oh, hello, I'm Michelle Schrader. And this is Fork. Where we find out random knowledge. About the things we find the most fascinating. <laughs> and then we talk about it. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Oh, it's all thrown out kilter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to what is likely our first mini-sode. <laughs> we clearly have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Welcome. We hope you've had a wonderful <clears throat> forkable week this nope, not forkable. <laughs> That's sure, not... forkable. Forkable. That's not a thing that should be said. Me, me. <laughs> That's taking it too far, I think. <laughs> There's no logical understanding of that. That's actually just trying not to say fuckable. That's that's just that's oh, just God. tacky. <laughs> What's your fun thing? My fun thing, um. I recently discovered that an old childhood memory is on Netflix, and that childhood memory is called Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. It's on Netflix? It's on, like, the movie. Oh, okay. Not the show. Still. Or maybe the show, but at least the movie. I haven't seen that. Oh, my gosh. that That's going to blow my mind. Yeah. Watching that, that movie. It was truly a blast from the past. And a brain blast it from was. the past. It was a brain blast from the past. <laughs> and I I watched it again for the first time since I've been a small child. Yeah. And honestly, it's great. Is it? I mean, aside from the fact that you've got human beings in space without spacesuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that was my one thing. What are you I... talking about? Jimmy Neutron is perfectly scientifically accurate. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show, is to teach you about science. Yeah, well, somehow he managed to develop a thing for all of him and his children, like, child friends to breathe in space. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was like, <laughs> that was the one thing that his I... His child friends? <laughs> <laughs> His, his, his friends, his pals, his classmates. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I, I watched Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, the movie, and Goddard is just oh, Goddard. as wonderful as you could ever imagine him to be. And I, <sighs> Goddard. Yeah, I, I, I was just really excited about the fact yeah. that that's on yeah, got to be super nostalgic and watch that wow. this week. So, that's my fun thing. I love that. Yeah. My fun thing is a game that just recently came out called Ooh. Watch Dogs Legion. Wait a second. What? I think I've played one of the original. Yeah, well, they've had Watch a couple. Dogs. Before this, Games. there was Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs 2. This is the only one that does not have a numerical value assigned to it. Nice. 
uh, but it is great. It this is... this is the one where it's like the the guy who's a hacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. So in this version, you mm-hmm. there's no main character, so oh. it's okay. Well, first of all, let's let's just throw out the biggest part of it. It's set in London. Ooh. I know. So it's an open world London, which is already fantastic because I love the city of London. And there's no main character because every citizen in the entire city can be recruited and played as, as part of your team that you can swap between once you recruit them. Oh. <clears throat> I know. It's super cool. And then you, once you have this this team, you end up having like favorite people that you have that you kind of like... There's a little bit of role play, kind of, because you kind of decide for yourself who this person is and, like, their backstory yeah. and, like, what, you know, and you get to, like, swap between them. So, like, I have, like, one of my guys is a hitman and he wears, like, a suit and his mask that he puts on is, like, all all badass and he goes in there and just, like, wrecks, wrecks people. <laughs> oh, yes. And then one of my people is just, like some like just british girl just like kind of off the street and she's got this awesome leather jacket and glasses and she's like super awesome and there's like one guy that's like specifically a hacker one person that's like a drone expert and anyway it's a lot of fun i've been really enjoying it and everyone talks in a british accent and of course I Amazing. overall haven't been the biggest fan of the watchdogs franchise i've been following it ever since uh, Watch Dogs 2, so not even for that long, but I played a little bit of 1, but, uh, and they've been okay. Watch Dogs 1 was not great, and then 2 was, like, a little bit better, but, like, still didn't grab you for a long time. But this one has been the first one that has really sunk its claws into me. I'm really enjoying it. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by this now. Yeah, so uh, not a sponsor, but uh, free advertising, go out and play Watch Dogs Legion, because it's a blast. That sounds freaking awesome yeah Ooh, cool yeah so i think i go first yes i believe that you do in fact i believe that as well and my topic is birthdays ah yes i okay Ooh. okay cool 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 <laughs> yeah. let's go All right, <laughs> let's so dive on into this there's one. not a lot of information about birthdays <laughs> <laughs> Hence okay. the mini-sode. <laughs> Fair enough. So, the earliest mention of a birthday that I found just about everywhere in my research... <clears throat> Bradley has died in front of me. It's very sad. Ah, <coughs> 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 Just passed out for a second there. He's back, y'all. Ah. <coughs> <coughs> The earliest mention of a birthday celebration is in the Bible. Oh. Yes. It is, uh, which, so the Bible makes reference to the Pharaoh's birthday. Oh. However. Okay. When Pharaohs were crowned, they were believed to become gods, thus making their coronation date significantly more important than their birthday, so many scholars believe the Bible is actually referencing the coronation date. Still kind of counts, but not necessarily. I don't know. You, you, technically, whatever. So the, we, we haven't even quite gotten to the origin of actual, like, birthdays yet. Fair. But So the origin <clears throat> of birthday candles came before birthdays, 
Fascinating. Sort of. Okay. Uh, in that it came from the Greeks. Okay. And they would make, like, moon-shaped cakes in celebration of the goddess uh, Artemis. Oh, that's cool. And they cool. would stick candles in it and light them to, like, imitate the glow of the moon. That, That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's... Question. Yeah. By moon-shaped <clears throat> cake. Are we talking I was having the exact circle? same thought. Because <clears throat> that's what I read, is that it was a moon-shaped cake, and then I was thinking, so is it? Is it literally just a, a cake? <laughs> <laughs> is it just a circular? Or did they, like, shape it in a crescent or something? Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. Huh. They didn't have uh, pictures. They didn't have any photographs of these cakes. Rats. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and when they would blow out the candles, that was actually representative of, and it's like where the wishes came from. It was representative of like them send, sending prayers to Artemis and they would blow out the candle. No way. Yeah. That's cool. That's super cool. Right? I really like that. So most evidence points to the Romans being the first to celebrate birthdays for just like normal people. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Once again, here we come back to the sexism. Only the men's birthdays were celebrated. Right, because they're the only ones that matter. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. Women's birthdays were not celebrated until like the 12th century. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, so anyway, so Roman men on their 50th birthday would a century. have... What? Half a century. Half a century, that's right. Would have a, a cake baked for them made of wheat flour, olive oil, honey, and grated cheese. Sounds more savory than... Yeah. But, I mean, okay. Because, like, brie and honey <clears throat> go very well together. Yeah. So I guess depending on the type of cheese, that could actually be I quite see tasty. It. I could see it working, yeah. I mean, cheesecake is a thing. Now, Christians... Okay. Considered birthdays to be an evil pagan thing uh, because of their origins in celebrating the gods. Okay, with the moon candles. Right. And the, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just thought this was like astounding. Like Christians legitimately did not celebrate birthdays because they were like, it's almost like Halloween kind of had like that connotation of like Christians don't celebrate Halloween because that's evil. You know, mm. like birthdays were like Halloween. Which is so funny wow. to me because birthdays just seem like such like an innocent like yeah. kids thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just your birthday. Uh, it wasn't until the 4th century that Christians started celebrating birthdays, which actually isn't long after Christians... I was going to say were invented, but... <laughs> <laughs> after Christians like were founded as, the, as a faith. Yes. But... Uh, and the, they, they started celebrating birthdays in the 4th century, and part of it was motivated by, like, they celebrated the birthday of Jesus as the holiday of Christmas. Oh, And so that was motivated like... by, like, drawing people from pagan rituals into the faith by, like, making Christmas a religious, birthday. like, birthday for Jesus, that sort of thing. Um, oh, that's fast. Okay, so at this point, <clears throat> they're celebrating Jesus' birthday, but not, like individual people's birthdays no so i think once they started celebrating jesus's birthday it was like widespread like now it's acceptable okay birthdays are cool yeah i Birth guess you can celebrate cool, your own yeah. life yeah yeah 
so the the happy birthday song originated with a song called Good Morning to All. Okay. Interesting. Which was written by Patty Hill and Mildred Hill in 1893. So the song was written as a song for children to sing in school before they start their day. Okay. Yeah. Good morning to all. I mean, that's cute. That's a good way to start the day. Yeah. That's so, the right side of the bed. You wake up on the right side of the bed singing songs about absolutely. good morning to everybody. Everybody. That's right. I'm down for that. The song was published in a book. So it was still, it was like kind of like widespread and mm-hmm. a lot of people knew about it. And a man named Robert Coleman rewrote the song with the lyrics we know today of Happy Birthday. So it was the same tune. Just... Same tune, just different lyrics. And he did that in 1924. What possessed this guy to steal somebody's music and rewrite it? Apparently that was a pretty common practice back then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. And, uh... I mean, if that's the norm, then fine. Yeah. But... Pretty shortly after this, the Hill sisters sued him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, um, they have, like, a copyright on the tune and now the Happy Birthday song that still holds until the year 2030. Dang. And the copyright proceeds are estimated to be approximately $2 million a year. Holy Buckets. Yeah. Now, the Hill Sisters are not alive anymore, but their estate, estate very much is. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. So that's that's birthdays. What's, uh, what's, what's your topic? My topic is traffic lights. Um. No way. <laughs> I was literally. <laughs> yeah. It's on the list of things I was going to look up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I'm I'm doing like the colors of the lights and why are they the colors that they are? Okay, that wasn't the why what I was going to research about traffic lights. Well, then you can still do your thing. Maybe maybe I will. <laughs> um, so the colors, as we all know today, are mm-hmm. red, yellow, and green. And as we all mm-hmm. know, red means stop, green means go. Oh. Yellow, yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> Run a lot of red lights, get a lot of tickets. So, so those are the those are the colors. <laughs> so, y- yes. <laughs> so where they came from, um, actually dates back to before we had cars. That makes sense. But in fact, when we had trains. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So starting with the color red, and I mean this one kind of dates back a little longer. Um, in a lot of different cultures, for a lot of different reasons, red can symbolize danger. Yeah. So, in our train scenario here, a red light can mean that the engine driver needs to start putting on the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> the track ahead is not clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But the reason why red is such a great color for that is because the wavelength of the color red in light is so long that it travels farther distances. Whoa. So you can, it's like the most visible light. You you are more likely to see a red light from a far distance than any other color. Interesting. Yeah. Which made it a very effective tool, especially for trains, because it takes them so long to stop. Yeah. Um, that they can see that signal mm-hmm. 
and know, okay, I'm going to put my brakes on now. Yeah. <laughs> and they can still be very far away. Um, so it started with the color red. And to suggest that the path was clear as opposed to not clear, they used to use the color white for the light. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, for that, um, and then and then the color green used to be used for, like, caution, you know, but they used the color white because it symbolized, like, all clear, like, white is the color of clear, so right. it's, like, it's a clear light. Sure. The path is clear. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Smart. Un- yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, there were too many situations where engine drivers would see stars on the horizon and oh. think that they were an all-clear signal and not put the brakes on. But you didn't see the light as well? It didn't really delve into that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm taking it that this is from, like, a fair distance. Sure. You know, so maybe you don't know that that's specifically the point that you're supposed to be looking at yet. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were a fair amount of accidents because the color was white. So they were like, well, green is the next visible thing, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So they made go for trains green. So you've got red for stop, green for go. Okay. Where's yellow come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yellow is, so in the order of visible light. Red, as we've discussed, is the most visible light. Uh, yellow is the second most visible light. And green is the third most visible light. So those three colors are going to be the easiest to see, mm-hmm. which is important if you're using a signal to try and prevent accidents. Yes. <laughs> and things like that. But yellow has pretty much always meant caution. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yellow in in traffic light uses signage situations mm-hmm. kind of started with stop signs. Okay. <laughs> because of reflectability. So red stop signs were not actually super easy to see. Okay. Because they didn't reflect very much light if it's not. Right. Oh, if yeah. it's not well lit, yeah. red is still kind of a darker color, mm-hmm. so it doesn't reflect as much light, so they made stop signs yellow. Okay, that makes sense. So you're more likely to see them. It's very bizarre to think about a yellow stop sign now, because yeah. I would not probably stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah, yellow were... is sort of, you know, like a yield It's a sort yield. Of thing. It's, a, it's yeah. a middle. It's a caution, yeah. you know? As far as we understand it now, mm. but that was also because they didn't have enough technology yet as far as reflective surfaces to yeah. make the sign reflective on its own. Now, of course, we have right. substances that we can cover. Exactly, yeah. You know, we can make the white parts of the stop sign practically iridescent. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's even some stop signs that are in equipped with their own flashing lights now, yeah, yeah. Um, which are pretty nifty, <laughs> you know, things like that. So now mm. we have the red stop signs again. Yeah. Um, but that's where the yellow color came from. So 
when traffic lights needed an in-between, that was kind of the obvious color. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got red, yellow, and green because they are the most visible wavelengths of light. Wow. And the red and the, the green came from trains, and the yellow came from stop signs. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Yeah. But yellow signs are still used in, um, like, you know, everyday traffic things, like uh-huh. yield signs or uh, school zones. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a, a color that is very frequently associated with caution now. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, as it kind of always has been. It's like, hey, look out. Heads up. Maybe you should stop here. Maybe not, though. So that's that's where it comes from. I, I was really curious about that. Because it didn't, it didn't seem well, well, like yeah, those colors it seems are like, obvious. Yeah, because they seem like kind of almost ra- like just random choices. Yeah. I mean, it's something that's just so ingrained in yeah. how, how we think about the world almost, right, you know, because right. we've just grown up with it always being there. Mm-hmm. It's just green, yellow, red. Yep. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting to think about there was a long time when yeah <laughs> those were not even remotely like used for for that you know and yeah, yeah so it's interesting quite yes. quite indeed well that's that's all i got well on that well wonderful that's where my traffic light is red well because i'm stopping now <laughs> Ouch. and now the traffic light is green on our outro <laughs> Because it's an intersection. That's see. that's right. Oh, because oh, we're whoa. <laughs> Our podcast is the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Keeping it real. <laughs> In the, oh no. Oh. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate you putting up with us. <laughs> And Truly. forking with us. We do. It's it's great. Thank you so much for forking with us. Yes. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns or suggestions sure by now you should on have how we very, should fork. Very um, many concerns. <laughs> yes. Please email us at uh, forkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, fork the utensil podcast, what you're listening to. And gmail, the email provider.com. And thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Happy Boyant theme. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And that that Oh, that does it. What a trip. What a what a trip. <laughs> oh, man. I'm ready for bed. Same. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. I wanna sleep. <laughs> Good night, y'all. <laughs> Why am I the way that I am? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>